This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the Robin Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can. You know, um, Shohei Otani was checked for the sticky stuff the other night. I saw the clip, and he was just gracious about it. Like, he, he just, like, here's my glove. Here's my hat. Here's the belt buckle. Nothing there. Hey, I hope you guys are doing okay. And moved on and went about his business. You know what he did? He handled it like an adult. And that's really all that needs to be done and this whole thing wouldn't be a controversy because it shouldn't be a controversy and Major League Baseball is doing the right thing I'm sorry I know you guys like to cry and and uh, a lot of people like to just think that no matter what Rob Manfred does he's an idiot he's a moron and everything is his fault and this is the worst thing that's ever happened this is nothing it's nothing they just started doing it first of all nothing is at its smoothest when they first start doing it Nothing. Um, But the only reason it's been any sort of controversy is because you've had pitchers acting like giant babies. Just throwing fits and acting like babies. That's why there's a controversy. Who cares? They're checking guys. Good. It shouldn't take long. You can't tell me. I I watched that Otani clip a couple times so I could time it out. I think it was 24 seconds. It was 24 seconds from the time he started to be checked to when he was in the dugout. I'm sorry. As long as baseball takes, and by the way, this is between innings, so they're going to commercial, right? Like, at the time anyway. It's not doing anything to the game. Uh, You know, the announcers are, are talking about some other side anecdote at that point. About to cut to commercial break. That 24 seconds is not adding to the length of the game. Or any of that stuff that people are complaining about. It's not. It's nothing. And, you know, I, I, I've talked about it on this show too. Like, baseball players are relentless cheaters. It's wild. You know, it's wild how much cheating there is in that sport. And how historically there's so much cheating in that sport. I mean... Remember when Garrett Cole was first asked about it, he was basically like, this has been passed down from generation to generation, this style of cheating. <laughs> and you have corked bats and sign stealing and steroids and now sticky stuff. There's just something about baseball's culture that lends itself to, to rampant cheating. Baseball players are cheaters. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And... This is no different. I wonder if it's the individual nature of the sport that leads to that. Like, because it's batter against pitcher. 
and therefore like you know anything to get an edge to bring up your stats to increase your contract to to win that one-on-one individual battle i mean it's a lot more lonely when you're out there by yourself versus as part of a team in a sense maybe the astros we were too harsh on the astros because at least they were cheating in the the uh spirit of team their cheating was helping the whole team not just the individuals you know one guy doing roids or whatever or hgh or whatever they were doing uh is is i mean look it helps the team if an individual player plays well of course but that is more i think done for individual benefit than it is for team benefit at least the Astros were doing it as a team. I mean, I joke around. I have my phone with the Astros, too, and I'm not defending them in any way. They cheated, just like all these other instances of cheating. So I guess I would say this. If you had a problem with the Astros and you had a problem with steroids or either of those, then you should have no problem with what Major League Baseball is doing right now with these checks. It is not intellectually consistent to have a problem with the Astros or have a problem with steroids and not have a problem with pitchers putting glue on their hands or whatever they're putting on their hands. And I'm not saying that Major League Baseball has done these checks out of some sort of righteousness necessarily. Like that all of a sudden they were compelled morally to do this when they weren't before. That's not what I'm saying. I believe they probably almost were forced into it once this became even more public, once the SI story, you know, blew up the way it did and and so on and so forth. You know, that's the kind of thing that, that forced Major League Baseball into action. Because look, MLB, and this predates Manfred as well, MLB has a history of looking the other way. And then only when it becomes a problem do they you know, pretend it was a problem for them the whole time. Because if you, you go back to the steroid era, anybody with a brain knew that something was going on, right? These guys might as well have been going to the plate in, in torn purple pants like the Hulk. Their hat size was a quater. Foreheads were growing, body dimensions were changing. I mean, they're obviously on something. Home, everybody's hitting seventy home runs. Obviously on something. And baseball benefited from the the Sosa McGuire home run chase, and therefore just looked the other way until it wasn't sustainable anymore. And then they blamed it all on Barry Bonds. Yeah, the same thing to a certain extent here. I mean. They looked the other way. Everybody knew this stuff was going on clearly. And baseball was just like, whatever. Until this season where it became very public. And on top of that, you had the plummeting offensive numbers. Because the the you know the offense has been historically bad in baseball. And the biggest reason very well may be the kind of uh, advantage the pitchers have had 
with the the level of you know the improvement in the the substances they're using and the spin rates have gone up and the bats are being missed and eventually baseball's hand was forced with that said at least they're doing something rather than nothing something rather than nothing i i i really don't get the criticism to me in fact you know the only reason the only reason it's a thing this week is because you had some pitchers acting like giant babies. Like absolute children. Shohei Otani handled it professionally, and it took a few seconds, and it was over with. No big deal. And by the way, it's working. It's working. The offensive numbers are going up. Batting averages are go- going up. Home runs are, are going up. Strikeouts are going down. But people are so, you know, like, conditioned to blame Rob Manfred and MLB or to condone this specific method of cheating, I don't know, or to, to celebrate act, people acting like complete fools and babies. I'm going to take off my pants. Look at me, you're me. I'm going to take off my pants. I'll show you. I mean, it's just like, if, you know, I always, when I'm trying to describe how warped baseball culture is i always talk about the the act of throwing at somebody right they looked at their home run they you throw at them it's like that is the response of a child i'm gonna hit you with the ball i didn't like what you did the response of a child no grown adult would behave like that that's thinking reasonably hurl a hard object at somebody because they looked at a home run it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous equivalency but that's part of the baseball culture, apparently, to act like a baby. There's cheating in baseball. There's crying in baseball because these guys are crying like babies. Oh, my God. I got to be checked. Look, the Max Scherzer, Joe Girardi thing, was it a bit extra? Sure. Of course. Joe Girardi, Scherzer had already been checked a couple times. And then Girardi wants him checked again because he sees him rubbing his hair, which he didn't do before. Whatever. Still not a big deal. You know, these pitchers have sh- should not have been caught with their pants down about all this. They got to get a grip. <laughs> I still like saying sticky stuff. Hey, they're, they're taking their pants off because of sticky stuff. What? what? It's just a weird thing to say. You got to come up with a better term than sticky stuff. And as long as, you know, this gets more smoothly implemented, which it will. Again, it was the first, like, week of it. It's nothing. And the pitchers, you know, eventually it'll even be needed less because the pitchers are going to realize it's happening and they're just not going to even try to cheat. The Dalton Swayze tweets in, that's all fine and good, but managers can't be allowed to take advantage of the rule like Girardi did. Did he take advantage of it? I mean, we're only talking about one instance, by the way. The Romo thing was was not uh, um, because of Joe Girardi, and he threatened to take his pants off as well, acted like a baby. Look at look at how Otani handled it with class. And it was nothing. Earl Trollpit tweets in: Yes, let's slow the game down another X amount of minutes, and also stop Max Scherzer three separate times. During the game on the whim of a bitter coach. 
Plus, they aren't getting the young fans. MLB is on the way to irrelevancy in a decade. This is not slowing the game down. I'm sorry. It's, it, that argument just doesn't work for me. It's not going to slow the game down if it's done right. It's not going to slow the game down. Again, they're checking them on their way out between innings. You're going to commercial anyway. Game's already in a break. So it's not adding to that. You know, the, the Girardi thing, let's not blow it out of proportion. That was one check. We're talking about one check that Joe Girardi asked for that was outside of the ones he had. Because he didn't, Girardi didn't ask for him to be checked three times. He asked for him to be checked one time. The problem was he had already been checked two times, and that's where the frustration from Scherzer came from. And I get it. He was a little frustrated. But it doesn't mean you act like a baby. doesn't mean you throw a hissy fit. Pete Weddle tweets in, what Manfred did was wrong, instituting it midseason. And it's not always between innings. See Max Scherzer. No, that was one time. You can't pick one time and then make that the, the, the thing for everything. In general, it's between innings. And they'll iron out any, like, you know, inconsistencies or, or little problems. You can iron it, fix it. Nothing's at its smoothest when it's first implemented. As far as doing it midseason, sure. Would it be better if it was done at the beginning of the season? Yeah. I'd rather it be done midseason than not at all, though. It was done midseason because nobody could hit. And there was no action in the sport at all. Nobody's, the, the Barrett's not touching the ball at all. Ball's not even being put in play. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming Rob Manfred for this. I know everybody likes to do it. And rail on baseball, I think they're doing the right thing. And I don't think it's a big deal. And I think the pitchers need to grow up. That's what I think. Grow up. Would any of you watching this and defending like that tell your kids, like, oh, yeah, that's how you respond to something? No. They're acting like babies. Act like Shohei Otani. Act like a man. An adult. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Rich in Port St. Lucie. Rich, you're up here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Um, I'd like to chime in on some of baseball's attempts at drawing in more fans, uh, trying to make the bases bigger. Let's talk about moving the pitching rubber back. And one other thing they're doing is down here in Florida at the Class A level, they're instituting the automated strike zone. And it has become a big failure on so many fronts. First of all, these pitchers at low A are not the – highest skilled pitchers you have in your programs. Um, I worked a game the other night. I'm not sure. The game lasted four hours and 40 minutes. Teams combined for over 350 pitches. Uh, There was one pitcher who, in one sequence, threw two strikes and 22 balls. The other thing is the catchers are getting beat up, too. The pitchers' pitch counts are way up. These are your youngest pitchers throwing way too many pitches each week. The games are longer. The batters are reluctant to swing. So now you're getting more bases on balls. That's not going to get them to the major leagues. So on so many fronts, it's not working here. Now, there might be an argument to do it at the major league level where the control is better. But at this level, you've got to give the umpire a chance keep the game moving on borderline pitches and call it a strike because they talk about no action 
There's no action. Well, I mean, look, I can't speak up from personal experience like uh, you can, uh, and thanks for the call. But, I, I, you know, I wasn't talking about overhauling baseball as a whole in, in this specific moment. I'm just talking about these checks of pitchers. Uh, automated strike zone, I, I would like – I'd be curious to see how that would work at the major league level. A pitch count is something I've talked about at the major league level for a while. But I'm just talking about these pitch checks right now, like this one specific thing. And are there ways baseball can improve? Yes. Uh, have there been ways that, that baseball has hurt itself? Yes. Have there been moments where Rob Manfred has, has looked bad? Yes. I'm just saying this isn't one of them. And in, in an attempt to improve the game, because the pitching's gotten too good and, and the action has become nearly non-existent, they are stopping people from cheating. I've never seen so many people defend cheating before. I mean, that's what you're doing. If you're so against this, you're basically saying, well, you might as well let them cheat. Did you feel the same way about the Astros? Did you feel the same way about steroids? Because if you didn't, then you're being a hypocrite. And it's not going to slow down the game. Sorry, it's not. Once it gets smooth, they're, they're going to do it between breaks. Every now and again, maybe you have a check-in game. But if the pitcher just goes along with it, fine, it'll take 15 seconds. These guys are acting like babies because they can't have their precious sticky stuff. Sorry, I'm not going to defend them. I'm not going to just rail on Major League Baseball because it's the thing to do. I think, get this, breaking news, MLB is doing the right thing. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What do you make of Major League Baseball instituting these sticky stuff checks? I think it's the right thing to do. I think the backlash is overblown, and I think pitchers are acting like giant babies. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. Uh, Jonathan Fru tweets in, what is your take on the shameful decision of the NCAA College World Series eliminating NC State? I, you know, to be honest with you, if I'm being 100% honest, I really wasn't following it until I read about this this morning. Um, the news dump aspect of it is not exactly ideal. I mean, when did it, when did they make this decision? It was like in the middle of the night last night, I believe. So that catches people off guard. Um, and obviously, you know, NC State had been playing depleted, and you feel for, for some of the people involved there um, to have a dream taken away. I think it was 2 a.m. that the, the NCAA Division One Baseball Committee declared Saturday's game that was supposed to take place between NC State and Vanderbilt a no contest due to COVID-19 protocols, uh, meaning that Vanderbilt will go into the, the championship round. I, I As far as, like, my ultimate take on it though I need to know a little bit more about the the entire situation and I, I it's my understanding that some of NC State chose not to be vaccinated and like I was saying last week with the the Cole Beasley situation that's your personal choice um you you have the right to say you don't want to be vaccinated and I won't even judge you for it like I won't judge you for it that's your right that's your choice it is your body um but 
at the same time, when you make a choice like that, sometimes there are going to be ramifications of it or consequences of it related to the rules and regulations of a workplace or a, a institution or, or, or what have you. You know what I'm saying. And I, I do believe that probably played a role in this as well. And if that was, you know, your decision to not get vaccinated, it's tougher to, you know, feel as bad about the the consequences of, I don't want to say consequences, like, a, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm really not trying to be judgmental, I'm not, but that is something that can happen. I mean, the protocols are in place in, in a lot of these places um, based around vaccinated status or not. And I understand it was two vaccinated, unvaccinated players who had tested positive, and then there were actually other positive tests that came in, um, even from vaccinated players. But again, vaccine doesn't mean you can't ever test positive. Uh, it just great, great, greatly, greatly um, lessens your chances of, of catching it and also means when you do catch it, if you do catch it, um, the, the seriousness of it is going to be much, much uh, less or, or almost non-existent, right? And I understand like with younger, healthier people, the, the risk level is probably not as high just overall. So some would make the argument you just power through or, or go through regardless. But like I said, and, you know, there are going to be different rules and regulations and protocols based on vaccinated status or non-vaccinated status. So that has to factor in to any conversation uh, of what happened here. I would like a more, you know, the, there's privacy issues and medical privacy issues that come into play in, in a situation like this as well. Um, but I would like to find out a little more about exactly what happened and um, the, the timing of it. Again, it, it does feel like a bit of a news dump in the, in the middle of the night for, for that to come out. But, I, I, I don't think it's, um, you know, you said shameful decision, the, the, the tweeter had said, and I, I don't know if I go that far without knowing, you know, the, the motivations as they were. Curious timing, unfortunate, sure. Um, but, and to be honest, like I said, if it were up to me, I would be okay with it being played, right? Like, if it were up to me, if it were my choice, I would say, you know, the risk is low enough. Would I let my, I mean, at college age, you're almost, you know, old enough to make your own decisions. But would, would I let my, you know, would I want my kids to participate if they'd gotten that far? Yes. Would I be disappointed for them uh, completely? Absolutely. Um, at the same time, though, if if vaccinated status did play into it, I understand and, and I get that there are going to be protocols and, and criteria to be met. And and if some choose not to get vaccinated, fine. But then, you know, you can't complain about that costing you something, knowing what the protocols were. I mean, it's like the. Uh, Analogy I used last week was no shoes, no shirt, no service, you know, and, and this isn't um, I'm not talking about NC State anymore. Now I'm talking bigger picture um, just in general. You can choose not to wear a shirt. You can choose not to wear shoes, 
But if you go to a restaurant that has a, a no shoes, no shirt, no service rule, you can't be mad you're not getting served because you chose not to wear a shirt or shoes. And, and that's kind of how I feel about, you know, the protocols and regulations uh, being instituted by various organizations. Last week I was talking about the NFL and, and what Cole Beasley had had to say uh, about the NFL. But, of course, it's unfortunate whenever some people work really hard for something and, and care about something and, and dream about something and, uh, you know, likewise statements and, and it is, is take, taken away, sure. Um, especially like, you know, in the middle of the night, but like I said, I, I wasn't following the college world series. Uh, I, and, and I found out about it this, this morning. Um, and, and I'd like to learn a little bit more before I have my like take, uh, but it, I, I, you know, vaccinated status has to be a, uh, if it is a variable, if it is part of the conversation, um, that makes sense to me as well as to why it may have been seem like a harsher penalty for one team rather than another or why there might have been, you know, an outbreak with one team rather than another. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg show. Talking a little baseball right now. I'm joined by CJ Nikowski, MLB network radio and Texas Rangers analyst. And CJ, before we get into the, the topic of the moment in major league baseball, which I, 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 I still want a better term than sticky stuff, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to stick with sticky stuff for, for now. Um, there is some good stuff going on in, in baseball. So I wanted to give you a second to, to talk about that. You know, Fernando Tatis hit, hit three home runs. Uh, you know, uh, Shohei Otani continues to do what he's been doing. So it's not all doom and gloom for baseball right now. Uh, no, you're right, though, because there have been so many great stories in the game this year, and so we hate the idea of somehow something distracting that uh, and, and these players not getting the attention that they deserve, or at least not 100% of the attention. And we do have to, of course, just kind of the way that it goes, address these situations when they come up. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we are right now uh, in a stage of the game where there are a lot of great uh, young players that are fun to watch. You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. has taken the baseball world by storm over these last couple of years. Health has been an issue during that time, but uh, I'm not too concerned about him, and certainly the Padres are not because they gave him a huge contract. The emergence of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this year, right when he first got called up a couple of years ago, uh, there was a ton of fanfare, and he did okay, but he was not really meeting expectations. He got his act together. He has been incredible. He is on an MVP track uh, right now here in 2021. You mentioned Shohei Otani and what we're seeing him do on both sides of the ball. Wander Franco just got called up with the Tampa Bay Rays. That was a big deal. I'm not sure we've ever seen a rookie uh, roll up in, to, in, to his debut in a Rolls Royce. I mean, he knows what it's all about, and he's only 20 years old, uh, and he did not disappoint in his first game. So there have been a lot of great stories around the game. There's a lot of good divisional races. I think that's the other part of this. There are no teams, and you think about all the years that, that we've had baseball and watch baseball, that there's some years where teams get out to a start or you just know that the way that they're built, um, that they're going to dominate their division and have a really clear path uh, to the World Series. We don't have that right now. We actually have some really good parity in the game, which is important, uh, which to me is another great story so far in this season. Now, I, I want to use um, uh, the Shohei Otani uh, reference there as, as a jumping-off point into the other thing that's been happening this week, and that is the, the checks for the the sticky stuff and and obviously you know in in your career you you would have had some experience uh with that if not not saying using i'm just saying with with what's going on 
at, at this moment. And I thought the way Shohei Otani handled it was perfect, he, like an adult. He, 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 was, he basically said, all right, check me out, and let's go on a, about our, our business. How much do you think some of this has been overblown a little bit just by the, the reactions we've seen as it, it's first been implemented? I don't think it's overblown, quite honestly. I mean, the reality is, is you're right. I mean, I started my career in the mid-'90s, and it was prevalent then, but not prevalent in the way that we talk about PEDs where other guys in the clubhouse would be like, I would never do that, right? That's breaking the law. That's taking my health, uh, you know, some risk on my health that maybe I'm not willing to take, right? Those, those kinds of things. It was a little bit different. Something like this was like always, oh, yeah, you know, do a little bit of this, add some pine tar here, you can spin your breaking ball a little bit better, and guys had a couple of different ideas, Um that they might try just to get a little bit of a better grip on the baseball, help manipulate it a little bit. But, you know, for most of that time, we did not see pitchers dominating to the degree that they are right now, right? So then they take it to another level, and it becomes this super sticky stuff, and we're seeing incredible sliders and curveballs, and you're hearing uh, hitters come back and say, I've never seen breaking balls this devastating, and I feel like I'm trying to play wolf ball in the backyard with a, with a ball that's not level, uh, and it becomes a real challenge. So, you know, it had been – you know, somewhat prevalent, no doubt, little secrets that are handed down from generation uh, to generation. Again, whether it was pine tar or other things in different ways to kind of manipulate the baseball and help out a little bit. Um, and, and listen, that's all legal. I mean, you know, it might sound like it's a cute little story from back in the day, but it is breaking the rules. And you weren't you were you were sneaky about it. You weren't very open about it because you knew you'd get in trouble if you got caught. You knew you'd get suspended. Uh, and ejected if you got caught. So it wasn't as if guys did not know what the rules were. Um, but because it's gotten so out of control, because Major League Baseball recognized uh, what was going on, and offense was so bad. Remember, we were headed, and we still may get there, we'll see, to a historically bad season offensively in Major League Baseball. Uh, a batting average in the 230s for most of the season, uh, that would have been the worst we've ever seen uh, on paper. That's a real problem. Certainly the worst we've seen since 1968. And if you remember, after 1968, we lowered the pitching mound because pitching was so dominant. And the pitching now has been more dominant than it was then, right? So that becomes a problem so much where you have to change the rules. So it was, it happened. It was out there. I certainly experimented different times in my career, looking for a little bit of extra grip uh, to try to make those breaking balls a little bit better. So uh, I think the idea that these guys took it a little bit too far, it's made them angry. But the reality is, we have to know whenever we take these chances, we get caught. You get caught. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. And Major League Baseball finally decided to do something about it. And the players are mad. The pitchers are. I kind of get it. I probably would be too. But at the same time, the rules are the rules. These aren't new rules. They're just enforcing the old ones. Yeah, and when I say overblown, I didn't mean the the the, the sticky stuff scandal. I, I'm with yeah. you there. I, I think, you know, like, look, if you had a problem with the Astros, if you had a problem with steroids, at some point you have to have a problem w- w- with that. I, and I think Major League Baseball is doing the right thing here uh, in, in the sense of maybe they were pressured because it got out there publicly. Uh, maybe because of the stats you just mentioned, they decided to do something because they didn't realize uh, the offensive numbers were going to plummet or the lack of action was going to be as prevalent as it's been. What I was saying by overblown, I-, I meant the reaction from the pitchers to them implementing these checks. Because to me, you know, a lot of that has been uh, those guys acting like babies in, in a yeah. sense where <laughs> if they just went, al- went along with it, We'd be fine, and, and we'd move on. I mean, I, I know people say you're slowing down the game. I don't know about that because this is happening when guys are coming off the mound generally. I know there's the one example of Girardi and Scherzer, but generally when you're going to commercial break anyway. So to me, it, it seems more it, it's being the, the checks themselves are being overblown because of the reaction for pitchers. 
Yeah, some guys have been really good about it, right? We saw Jacob DeGrom kind of be the first guy, and he smiled, and it was okay with him. Max Scherzer was not. Max Scherzer was not happy with the way these rules were implemented. And so it's more about that reaction and what he normally does in a game, where he is mentally. We talk a lot about the mental game and how important it is and being locked in. And for him, sometimes, as we saw at the end of that fifth inning, uh, sometimes that means strutting your stuff, too, when you're going back uh, into the dugout. In the case of him staring down Joe Girardi and everything that kind of happened afterwards, well, all of a sudden now, in the middle of that, if an umpire decides that he wants to check you, uh, you have to stop that part of your game, that part of your mental game. And I think some guys, you combine that with the fact that they don't love the way that the uh, enforcement has started. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, uh, but that's why you're getting some of those reactions uh, that you're getting. Uh, What we saw from uh, Sergio Romo uh, throwing his glove and his hat on the ground for the umpire to look at. He took his belt off. He dropped his pants. I mean, you know, he wanted to make a mockery of it because he feels like, and I don't mean to speak for him, but probably that this whole thing is a little bit of a mockery. He also just let up a home run in that inning, right? So the last thing you want to do, you're ready. You're looking forward to going back in the dugout, maybe slamming your glove or going down in the tunnel and and smashing something for some guys. They don't want to stop and have an umpire check them. And even though they're only doing what they're supposed to do, you can take it as an accusation of cheating. Uh, We had a kid the other day with the New York Mets right in the middle of his big league debut, threw well, came out of the middle of an inning, and he got a great standing ovation. Uh, from the uh, from the crowd at City Field, and then he had they had basically had to stop that because he got checked in the middle of his walk back. Right, that's the thing. There's some really nice moments when a pitcher walks off the mound where he is acknowledged uh, by fans, and I do believe that umpires should probably recognize that moment. And no matter what, if you feel like you have to check him, have somebody check him. You know, when the inning is over, don't disrupt that. I mean, and I understand they probably weren't thinking much about it, but that part's kind of brutal. Like if a kid is having play, players having a moment in front of the stands in front of the fans. Don't disrupt it by checking to see if he has any sticky stuff on him. Robin Lundberg talking to C.J. Nikowski, former Major League pitcher, MLB Network Radio, Texas Rangers analyst, currently here on CBS Sports Radio. Two things uh, on that, C.J., a a little bit more. One um, would be, I I keep hearing pitchers talk about, you know, they can't really get a grip of the ball or they could lose control of the ball. Is rosin not enough? Is that just a reaction to having something that they were relying on being taken away? I mean, is it really that hard to grip and control the the baseball in its it, its organic form? And, and then, if that's the case, what's the solution between the players and, and baseball that can prevent you know having to cheat in, in, in order to do so? So the baseballs haven't always been great as I listen to guys talk about the way that they're rubbed up and how they feel it it is very reminiscent of when I remember playing uh, that there were times where that baseball just did not feel uh, right at all and it would be frustrating and slippery and I'll use the example all the time of of pitching in places like Chicago in April and where it's really slick and it's cold and it's windy and you just feel like you cannot feel the baseball and sometimes some of those gripping agents don't work then either because it's too cold and they kind of harden up a little bit and they become uh, useless and almost make things worse. So I, I do believe there's a little bit of an issue there that probably needs to be addressed with Major League Baseball and, and how they prepare the balls for the game. I know there's been some conversation, and I've played over there with the Japanese baseball and, and how they use that one and how it comes with a little bit of a natural uh, tack to it. Uh, that would help a little bit, I think. Those those baseballs actually feel pretty good. I know you, Darvish, um, mentioned on social media a couple of weeks ago that he had some game balls sent from Japan, had his teammates check them out. They seemed to like them. Uh, there, so there probably has to be an adjustment. You know, we saw Major League Baseball lighten the ball uh, this past offseason, and we haven't seen balls carry as much either. And they said that was going to happen. I think it's probably happened more than they realize. We've had some pitchers. We had a pitcher with the Rangers, Dane Dunning, um, who was very public about the fact that he said these baseballs all feel different. He goes, you know, they said they changed the baseball, but you can tell when they start mixing in some of the baseballs from last year. 
And, you know, he's a very quiet guy. And he's not a very outspoken guy. And he was very uh, resolute when he made those comments. And, uh, and he believes it. And I'm sure he's talked to other guys who believe the same thing, uh, that there's an inconsistency in the baseballs right now as well. And when you're a pitcher, I mean, you know this baseball so intimately. I mean, the time that you spend with this thing in your hand and how it feels, and you just change it a little bit, and something's not going to feel right, whether it's the weight, uh, whether it's the way that you rub the baseballs up, the seams, if you change them even just a little bit, you notice it right away because you have these things in your hands so much uh, over the course of your career. And so there definitely have been some players that have been dissatisfied uh, with the consistency of the ball, the way that you uh, grip the baseball, and so they've tried to counteract that. Um, And you can't because it's against the rules, but I, I understand why they've tried now, uh, to to follow up, baseball has had so many cheating scandals, more so. I mean, look, we've seen him in, in other sports, of course, uh, you know, with Olympic athletes. Obviously, you know, the Patriots had their things in, in the NFL, and it's not uh, solely a baseball thing. But when I'm rattling off the number, you know, it, baseball comes to mind first, whether it's cork bats or sign stealing or sticky stuff or steroids. Why do you think that's been so prevalent um, in, in baseball specifically, is it the individual nature of the sport at times where it's pitcher versus hitter? Why, why do you think it is? It's a good question. I don't know exactly why. And I don't know if the numbers, you know, what we see, is it more about what we know? Is it more about perception? Is it more because our game has been around longer uh, than any of them? And so we have some uh, pretty big cheating scandals over the years, whether you go back to the Chicago Black Sox when it, come, when it came to gambling and cheating that way or manipulating the baseball. I mean, at one time, Major League Baseball allowed you to manipulate the baseball, right? They had to change the rules where you could no longer use what they called, you know, a shine ball. I mean, you look at some of the old footage or even the old movies, and you'll see a pitcher with, you know, kind of a glob of pine tar on on, on his pants, right? And that was – it was okay to do that. And so they changed the rules, and so obviously there was something in place uh, in a way that you could kind of change things a little bit. You know, in the other sports, you don't have the ball to yourself, for a while, right? I mean, in football, you know, you're going to get a snap and you're handing it off or throwing it pretty quickly. So you're not spending a lot of time uh, with the baseball. I mean, certainly you could probably put some stuff on your hands to help a little bit. In basketball, it's the same thing, right? You don't have time to sit there when there's no actual play going on um, to play with uh, the basketball. Same in hockey. So that, that could be part of it, just the nature of our game, um, you know, as far as when it comes to what guys have been doing uh, with the baseball. And as the game has changed so much over the years, and we really have had a lot of changes to our game, uh, players have saw different ways to either try to keep up or, or in some senses change the games themselves. Right? When you go back to that PED era and what it meant for home runs at the time, uh, those players that made those decisions changed the game, and they changed an entire error, and they broke some huge records. That really, I mean, it's one of my biggest complaints and frustrations uh, with the PED era is that for the longest time we talked about Roger Maris and 61 home runs, and can anybody catch him? You know, that was something that went on a lot through my childhood, right? You see somebody with 50 home runs going into September, and you're like, oh, could this be the year? Could he do it? And nobody ever did. And if you sit there and look at, I believe it's six times that Roger Maris's record has been broken, it's been done by all PED guys. That record still hasn't been broken, naturally. We haven't seen a hitter hit 60 home runs yet. As good as these guys are right now and all the power that we have, and so it's always something that's really bothered me that we took that away from fans and the fun of seeing if somebody could catch Roger Maris from 1961. But guys take chances, I guess. Maybe we pay closer attention to it. I will say one thing about our sport when it comes to criticism for fans, a lot of them, and especially male fans, they played that game as a kid. Right, and they look at it, and most baseball players are not superhuman beings. Right, they're not doing something uh, that you have no chance of doing. At least it doesn't feel like it. You know, basketball players generally are really big and have unbelievable uh, skill sets. Same with some of these football players. Things that you're not doing in your backyard or did as a kid. But baseball is a very relatable sport. So I also think we take a lot more criticism for some of these things, and we pay more attention. And when a guy gets popped for PEDs in the NFL, I feel like we hardly ever talk about it.
It doesn't come up, but it happens in baseball, and it's a star, and we'll talk about it for generations to come. That is, is, is definitely true. CJ, appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Robin. You too. CJ Nikowski, MLB Network Radio, Texas Rangers analyst. And, and to be fair, you know, Tom Brady did have balls manipulated <laughs> in the NFL. So it has happened at, at uh, you know, in, in other sports as well. But it just does seem like in baseball, we've got more of those cheating scandals, including the current one. Speaking of, of Brady in the NFL, the NFL is maybe taking a page out of the NBA's book. I'll explain what I'm talking about coming up next. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.